Welcome to the Talking Security Podcast. We will talk about items related to Microsoft security. Welcome at a new episode of Talking Security Podcast. I'm your host, Frans Arundarop. And today I have on the show Sebastian Molendijk. Sebastian, you are working at Microsoft. Could you explain what you are doing, who you are? Yeah, sure. Hi. So my name is Sebastian Molendijk and I'm a program manager in the security customer experience. So for those who are not aware what customer experience is at Microsoft, this is a team that's really helping our customer to deploy their product by really understanding their use cases. So we provide guidance and best practices. And we also help them to unblock their deployment when there are specific requirements that are not necessarily met. So we help them to find workarounds or we capture this as feature requests that we'll bring back to the engineering team. So our team is part of the product group, but you can think about our team as the customer facing part of the product group. Yeah, good to hear. You're not always a Microsoft employee. How was your road becoming a Microsoft employee? That's a very good question. So I started as an IT trainer on all the Microsoft technologies here in uh, in Belgium. And that's where I really started to enjoy all those technologies and wanted to go further and further and further. And because the next natural step for me for that was to become a consultant, I then moved to another consultancy company where I worked for uh, several years and became the principal consultant. And based on that work, I started to work with the different products group in the different security products that we have at Microsoft, like Cloud App Security, AT at that time, that became Azure ATP, that became now Microsoft Defender for Identity. And through those engagement with those different product group, I started to develop a specific relationship. And uh, when I finally saw some open position, then I applied and uh, was lucky enough to, to join those teams. And since then, I've been enjoying Microsoft Live. Yeah, you're working from Belgium, but it's an international team. Yes, correct. I'm the only member here in Europe. So all my colleagues are actually in the US and I have a couple of other colleagues in Israel where the the products are developed. Yeah, great to hear. So an international team is always great to work with. Today, we are talking about Cloud App Security, MCAS. You're in that team. That's the only one that's not renamed at the last Ignite conference. MCAS is a CASB solution, a cloud access security broker solution. Uh, could you explain what a CASB solution actually doing? Yes, sure. A CASB is, uh, you can think about the CASB as the security solution that's going to help you to protect your cloud application. And we know that now companies are really relying on cloud application. And a CASB will uh, perform different things to secure your application. So it can help you to detect cloud threats. So that's a very popular use case that we have. So identifying compromise account, for example, or rogue admin activities. That's also something that helps you to protect your information in those cloud applications. So we very often think about Office 365 and SharePoint Online, but the CASB has, based on the requirements, of course, the capability to protect more other applications. I'm thinking about popular applications like Salesforce, like Dropbox, etc. So you name them, and that's the type of thing that we're going to do. And there is another very popular use case that actually started to develop at the beginning of the CASB emergence, which is the discovery of shadow IT to help our customers to identify the cloud application that the user are using. And recently, probably in the last 12 months or a year and a half, we also saw a convergence between the CASB and the CSPM market. So that's probably the next step for the CASB, being also able to 
provide visibility on your compliance and security posture in your uh, cloud infrastructure. If you talk about use cases regarding CASB, why should I need a CASB solution in my environment? So the reason you would need a CASB is that very often people that decide to start their cloud journey will manage the cloud uh, infrastructure, the cloud application as they were managing them or securing them on premises. But we all know that it's much more complex with cloud application because first, they can be accessed from everywhere. And secondly, you're not managing exactly the application or the infrastructure. You're only managing some aspect of the configuration. That's why we're going to the cloud there. So the CASB solution is going to be the best solution to help you identify potential risk in your environment, identify also some threats that will be there or sensitive information, all those different use cases in a simple way. Because very often for the IT administrator, identifying those uh, different risks in that new environment is very difficult because they don't have necessarily all the knowledge of those cloud applications. And if we look at CASB solutions, AMCAS is one of them. What about the specific use cases for AMCAS? Are there more or less the same as the CASB use cases you already explained? Or are there also other that can be filled in with AMCAS? Yes, Cloud App Security, as you said, is the Microsoft CASB. So as I said before, we have those different use cases for CASB. But Cloud App Security is pretty unique also on the market because of its integration within the Microsoft suite. So when we look at all the different use cases that I talked about before, MCAS is going to also go to the next step by integrating with other Microsoft products. So if you're using a solution like Microsoft Defender for Endpoint, the ex-Microsoft Defender ATP, you're going to benefit from that integration without having any difficult configuration to do. You're going also to be part of the Microsoft Information Suite. That's also something that's natively part of the Cloud App Security CASB. And also the integration with other solutions like Azure Sentinel or Azure Active Directory or things that are supported natively by the product. And if we look at integrations, we will come back later on that. But specific, the Microsoft Defender landscape, we have Defender for Identity, Defender for Endpoints, but also MCAS is part of the Defender landscape. What is the position of MCAS within the Microsoft Defender landscape? So if you look at the Microsoft Defender landscape, the idea of this suite of product is to really protect your customer assets across any endpoints, any identity, any information that would be shared internally or externally. But because that information and those users are using cloud application, we really needed something to protect those cloud applications. And that's where Cloud App Security is coming. Cloud App Security is really the component that's going to protect your cloud application by providing you built-in detection. So we have dozens of detection that are based on uh, our research. So you don't have to know exactly how the application works to start to protect your environment. So you can get benefit of this. And the idea is to really provide also an aggregation of all the different events that you would have from those cloud applications, templatizing those applications, and in the future, being able to then send all that information into the advanced hunting capabilities that you have within Microsoft Defender for hunting your environment, regardless of the device or the cloud application that you're looking for. Yeah, and if we look at cloud applications, within AMCAS, we can do a cloud discovery, for example. Then we investigate applications. But if we look at the Cloud App Catalog, there is a huge list of applications in it. What can we do with that App Catalog? What information is in it? 
So that's a very good question. And this is actually one of the most popular use cases that we see when people are deploying cloud app security. And they have to answer the question, what application are my user using? So cloud discovery is the capability for MCAS to discover those cloud applications used by your users. And we do that by ingesting the traffic log from your firewall over your proxy, or we integrate also from Microsoft Defender ATP. And what we do with that information, with all those logs, is that we analyze those logs to identify the cloud application that we know about. So we're looking at different cloud applications that are part of this catalog that has currently about 17,000 applications that we know. And we're going to perform the assessment of those cloud applications. So we're going to look at their security posture, the compliance posture, details about the company, and we're going to expose that information to the admin and the compliance team at our customers. And the idea with those applications is to define if they're considered as sanctioned or it's sanctioned, so meaning that you're going to trust those applications or not, and be able to classify them based on their risk, based on your different policy internally, and decide if you want to allow or block access to those cloud applications. Something very important to understand about discovery, it's not uh, meant for threat protection. You're not going to spend time like the traditional network admins in investigating in the logs there. The idea is really to look at application usage to then drive your user to use the most secure and most compliant application in your environment. It's not to look at the network traffic. It's really to understand the application and the, the risk score. When I look at Cloud App Discovery, MCAS is not a full internet proxy, but it's only showing up what applications are using, the applications that are within the app catalog, for example, and showing up how many data is going into that applications. Is that correct? Yes, this is correct. This is really to show you usage of those closed applications so you can take educated decision when you want to um, block access to those applications or allow it. And also go back to, let's say, the marketing team that's using a very shiny application but because of the assessment that has been performed by MCAS, you understand that this application should not be used within your environment. So you can go back to those team and discuss with them about what you've seen, the security posture of this cloud application, and maybe propose other application based on the cloud application catalog score that would be more aligned with your company requirements. Yeah, and if talking about proxy, there is an MCAS app proxy. What is that doing? Is that more or less the same or is it completely different? The proxy that we have, Cloud App Security, is not a forward proxy, like the one that you would have in your company to protect your user accessing application. We're using a reverse proxy technology. And this reverse proxy technology allows you to monitor in real time your user session when they're accessing the cloud application that are managed by your enterprise. So we do this by integrating with Azure AD and conditional access policy. So... You can apply real-time control, like, for example, when a user is accessing one of your cloud applications, you want to restrict the download of specific files based on their sensitivity or based on their content, and maybe allow the download for other criteria, like non-mission critical files. So the idea here is really to empower the user to be more productive without restricting access to the application. So the idea is to say, yes, we let you access those applications in a risky session, like by connecting, for example, from an unmanaged device, but we do not allow you to export some data to your personal device. You can consume it online, but we don't allow you to download it in unmanaged devices. That's the first part of integrating AMCAS within 
right? for example, Azure Active Directory uh, with conditional access? Is it also doing extra stuff with, for example, information protection? Is that also integrating within the app proxy and conditional access? Yes. So Cloud App Security, as you said, is integrated with Azure AD. So that's a big differentiator if we compare to with competitors, because as Microsoft, we own the Azure AD platform, so the identity provider, and we have Azure AD that's a control plane where you want to proxy some users through Cloud App Security or not. So that will be the first part of this integration. And the second part of such integration for information protection could be with the Microsoft Information Protection Suite or AIP classification and labels. And you can decide based on specific rules, based on uh, the risk of a session or based, for example, of the sensitivity of a file to apply some encryption at download on the files that your user will attempt to access. So this is something that can consume the existing labels that you have in your company. But we also support custom use cases, like, for example, working with an external company. And when this partner is trying to download a file, let's say a PDF file, for example, for reviewing on uh, his or her PC, what you can do is to apply an extra protection. So if that person shared this document with someone which is not supposed to access it, like outside of their company or in your company, they will not be able to do so because of the IP protection that we have applied at the download of the file. The integration of information protection can also be used to detect data or sensitive data within, for example, SharePoint or other cloud applications. That's based on file policies that are created within SharePoint. And is there also a way to realize that with Exchange Online, for example, if we are using sensitive information within Exchange Online, can that be detected? And that's a very good question, and that's something that we hear very often. So if we look first at the use case, usually the use case is pretty simple. I want to detect and protect my sensitive information regardless of the repository. And the repository can be SharePoint Online, can be other cloud application, like, for example, a Box, or it could be the uh, mailbox of my users. Unfortunately, users have been still using this for storing their document. But in this case... Cloud App Security cannot protect your document in a mailbox. MCAS can access the sensitive content and protect it in SharePoint, in a Box, Dropbox, and other cloud applications, but it do not access it in your mailbox. And we actually have a solution for that because the Microsoft approach here is not Cloud App Security only. It's the MIP or the Microsoft Information Protection Suite, which contains Cloud App Security, Office DLP, Microsoft Defender ATP, Azure Information Protection, the AIP scanner, etc. So this is a complete suite of product to protect this information regardless of where the data is stored. So if we look at the Exchange Online repository, the idea here would be to consume the native capabilities that Office DLP propose and consume the information when you want to report on the sensitive information directly from the MIP portal. So the address is compliance.microsoft.com. And what you will find there are the aggregated signals coming from Office DLP, from Microsoft Defender ATP, but also Cloud App Security. So you have that holistic view of your sensitive content, regardless of the application, being SharePoint, Exchange Online, or third-party or non-Microsoft application. I think that's a great answer because this is a question that we get a lot at customer locations. So I think that will help also for them. When talking about integrations regarding Microsoft Defender for endpoints, there is something like web or content filtering. How is that working within MCAS and Defender for endpoints? 
So this integration is uh, based on the network events that you see on the endpoint. So at this time, uh, Defender for Endpoint is going to send to Cloud App Security the details about the network traffic of the users. And Cloud App Security is going to parse this information and show you the computers accessing specific application. And that's only the first part of the integration. The second step is that because now we control the endpoint, we're able through Cloud App Security to define which application your user can access or not. And we're currently having a private preview to educate your user. So when a user will access an application that you will classify as unsafe, so let's say file dropper, because it do not allow you to apply any type of control, instead of preventing the user to access file dropper, what you could do is to warn them that this is not something that they should be doing unless they have a business justification. And you could have this business justification and then allow the user to go to the application. So still empowering the user to be productive, but you're monitoring on the CASB side, the accesses to those application, and you can then go back to your user and take the right action to see if this is something that should be happening or not in the environment. Uh, so the action is actually doing by Defender for Endpoints and the detection is done within the Cloud App Security environment. That's correct. And do we know if already if that's uh, coming also through other systems than Windows? Yes, the next step is going to be available very soon on Mac. So this is something that's already coming. And uh, we're also looking at the mobile devices capabilities and Linux. Okay, that's great to hear because only Windows, there are a few users using other OSs than Windows. So that's probably good to have that in place. Integrations in Azure Sentinel, a cloud SIEM solution of Microsoft. Why is it needed to connect them to Sentinel? Because I think AMCAS is also a new EBA tool, the User Entity Behavior Analytics tool by itself. Yes, and that's a great point to discuss here because many customers are actually confused when they have to configure specific policies to meet their security requirements, for example. And people try to do sometimes things within the Cloud App Security portal that should be done within Sentinel because Cloud App Security is not a SIEM. So Cloud App Security collect the logs from all the cloud applications that you connect and alert you when we detect specific risk there. But it's not going to allow you to perform specific queries or specific detection that are going to consume non-Microsoft data sources. So the idea here is to have all your security products, the Microsoft one, for example, sending the alert and potentially also some activities from those security solutions and also connect to Sentinel all the other solutions that you would have, like your network appliance information or maybe non-Microsoft security solution. And within Sentinel, you're going to correlate that information. And the other big advantage that you would have with Sentinel is that you will build some automation on top of this, like, for example, collecting your user profile across Microsoft solution and non-Microsoft solution and provide in Sentinel really the single pane of glass for understanding your risk for that user or the type of identity. Good to hear. When talking about automation, you mentioned already, I think you have created a logic app for some user enrichment. Could you explain what you have done with that logic app and what problem you're solving with that? Mm -hmm. Yes, happy to talk about that. So I've released recently some uh, different logic apps. So some logic apps are based on specific use case uh, for cloud app security. So based on specific type of alerts, like malicious inbox rules, like in African countries, so very specific use cases that are covered by cloud app security. 
But very often what customer wants to do in addition to get the alert is to obtain more information on the entities. And the entities in this case will be the most important one, at least, will be your users. And if you think about a user information, this information is spread across many uh, locations. You have part of the information that's coming from Azure AD. Other part of information is coming from Cloud App Security. Other parts will come with Azure AD Identity Protection. Or you can have also information coming from Microsoft Defender for endpoints. So what I did was to create a logic app that's going to collect to, from all those solutions the relevant information that you would need. I'm creating then a JSON with all that information. And by creating this JSON, the idea is to consume programmatically this information. And using this information on your user, we can then build some other automation for other use cases directly within Sentinel. So basically, you can think about this logic app as a function that you could call from Sentinel, but also from non-Microsoft solution. You could call it using solution like Postman, PowerShell, Curl, or even your on-premises source solution. But the idea here is to really collect programmatically all that information from every solution to allow you to build some extra automation on top of it. So even if I don't use an Azure Active Directory instance or have another identity solution on top of it, that can be used with Logic App to enrich the alerts within Sentinel. Yes, that's correct. You will not have necessarily all the different pieces of information that I would collect by default if you're not using those Microsoft solution, but you can already obtain a lot of that information and you can also extend this logic app. So it's available on GitHub. So you, of course you can collaborate on the project and add other data sources. And I'm thinking about, for example, some HR databases information where you could collect, for example, your users' vacations and you could add that information in that logic app. So when you're reporting information into Sentinel, if you're investigating on an alert, you will see that this user is potentially traveling from abroad. And if you see activities from that specific location, there is probably a good justification and you don't have to investigate further. And because it's available programmatically, you can, again, build other automation to automatically resolve incidents that would be related to that information. When talking about the importance of enriched alerts, you already mentioned the HR data when someone is on an annual leave or something else. Are there other use cases why it's important to update that Azure Sentinel alert? Yeah, the idea here is to provide really a good visibility to the security analysts performing investigation on users or any type of incident and avoid chasing goals because usually you don't have time to, to chase those goals across your environments and not having the right information provided right from the start, either in the incident, if you're managing the incident, or maybe in other ITSM tool like ServiceNow, this information can be integrated with ServiceNow you're losing time that's very precious and you're also facing this alert fatigue that unfortunately all the security analysts are experimenting at this time. So by collecting that information, the idea is really to reuse it and I will have future logic app coming that's going to consume that information to automatically resolve things that can be automated. So if you should do things twice, try to think about automation because it's going to be reused in the future for sure. So if you're using Azure Sentinel as your cloud theme, you probably have to look into this logic app uh, to enrich your data. It's available on the Azure Sentinel GitHub page. And there's a really nice video where you are explaining what you've done, what it does. I will post the URLs to both sources on this podcast details and also on my website, talkingsecurity.com. I have one last question for you. What would you advise customers when they are on the verge of migrating to the cloud? Where should they start with? 
Uh, again, very good question for as a last question, and this is something that uh, unfortunately I've seen uh, too many times with customers. So very often, when customers decide to go to the cloud, they do not realize that it's bringing new type of risk: data leaks, access from untrusted location, untrusted devices, and usually they have to then think about the security solution that they're going to bring on top of those collaborative application. So when I, as a customer, would have to move my data to the cloud or move my application to the cloud, something that uh, I would really recommend to do is to first identify all the potential risks that are going to appear with this uh, move to the cloud. And from the start in your project, you should have in mind the right solution that you want to implement to mitigate those risks. And part of it, of course, we are thinking about a CASB to protect those cloud applications and other solutions like Azure Sentinel or Microsoft Information to protect your information regardless of the location where it will be stored. So know what you're using and protect the stuff that you are putting into the cloud. That's what you're saying. Exactly. It should be part of the initial design and the initial project. And you should have all the controls, all the security capabilities in place before even starting migrating your data to the cloud. And with security controls, you're meaning multi-factor, conditional access, and all that sort of stuff delivering from Azure Active Directory. Yes, that's correct. That's really a multi-layer solution that you have to implement and not only focus on uh, the information or the identity or the application. It, you really have to come with the holistic view. And that's why we came with this Microsoft Defender solution also to provide you this holistic view. Yeah, great answer. It will help customers starting moving to the cloud to be aware of not only doing one part, but keep it in touch and design a full architecture to move to the cloud. Thank you, uh, Sebastian. It was a pleasure to have you on my show. Uh, thanks for being part of this. Thank you for inviting me. And of course, I will thank you for listening to this episode. So until the next time, bye-bye. Thank you. Bye.